Welcome to another edition of Trucking with Pro Miles podcast. As usual, joined by the coolest cat in the transportation industry, Tony Stroncheck, as well as our special guest and uh, co-worker, Robert Smith. Gentlemen, like most industries, the trucking and logistics sector face an increasingly evolving cybersecurity landscape as more operations become integrated with computers. As you well know, Robert, uh, recent surveys have shown of businesses, including the transportation industry, about 25% of companies now have reported their companies have been the victims of cyber attacks. And nearly half of those incidences, you know, have taken place in the last uh, 12 months. The attack space where a bad guy can find opportunities and get into your system, that space, as we're going to hear in the podcast today, has frighteningly expanded with the use of technology and all the newer gizmos and such that are put into uh, your trucks and vehicles. So with that as a backdrop, uh, Tony, introduce our special guest today, Robert Smith. Well, first of all, let me let you guys know that uh, Robert is a good friend, but uh, he knows a whole lot more about cybersecurity than I ever, ever could. But uh, a few years ago, we got really lucky and and met this kid that, you know, said, look, you know, I know all the cyber stuff and I could come help you guys as your chief security officer and and make sure that you guys are complying out there. And uh, but one thing led to the other. We went through a few guys that, uh, to be honest with you, were just a bunch of waste of time. And then we found Mr. Robert Smith. Uh, and I would love to introduce you to our audience, Robert. And uh, he's an amazing friend. Uh, he's one of the executive vice presidents of my organization now. Uh, just to you, Robert, tell us a little bit about where you came from and why in the world are you doing cyber with Pro Miles? Sure, Tony. Thank you for the warm introduction. Uh, I don't know if I deserve those great words, but I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, like you said, cybersecurity, being a part of that and uh, starting off in the industry, really, from my perspective, uh, when I first got started, I didn't know a thing about cybersecurity. You know, 12, 13 years ago, I was actually in a completely different field. Uh, and had, you know, just luck on my side. And somebody said one day, Hey, do you want to do this cyber stuff? And I was like, wow, that's really cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, 13 years later, I've gotten to do security testing, pen testing for organizations, consulting, you know, I've gotten to work with really brilliant folks, great teams of people who really know their stuff and are, you know, just a, a, a testament to their, their, you know, trade in the industry. And so, Yes. Once we, you know, got together and we started working together, here we are, you know, now talking about cybersecurity and the transportation and logistics industry. And so I've, I've been around for about 13 years now and the years just keep coming luckily. And, um, you know, every year it's like, you're just learning new things, getting to see new things in this space. And so it's always exciting to be a part of this industry and, and get to talk to everyone about it. Let's start right here, Robert. Well, I know, hey, yeah. Stephen, Stephen, before you go anywhere, there's something very important we need to talk about, about Robert. One, he's out of, he's out of Georgia. Okay. Georgia, the state of Georgia around Atlanta. Okay. So when you guys are trying to search this guy and look him up on the internet and all that, and, and do your own cyber attacks against Mr. Robert Smith, <laughs> uh, you'll know who he's from, but you know, it's something that really got me when I first met Robert is that Robert understands more than just cybersecurity. Robert became, you know, part of organization to help us with security. But the more I learned about, you know, what Robert's history was and what he knows and what he doesn't know, it was so cool. Robert can help us with marketing. 
Robert can help us manage our people. Robert could help us when we were trying to decide on how to design new software things. So his mind is so much further out there. And it could be because I don't know if you guys can see all the gray on my face and no gray on Robert's, but uh, he's younger than I am. And, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I'm 53 now. And, you know, cyber has always been this really cool word to me all these years. But, you know, to how do we get involved with what we have? Well, you know what we did? We got start dealing with all these government agencies back in the 90s. And uh, we started realizing, you know, all they wanted was we need a system. We need to get it out there. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of cyber attacks. You know, the, a lot of this stuff just wasn't known. But through the years, because of all the responsibilities that we have to host and support all these big systems for the permitting and the uh, DOTs and all that out there, we have to be secure. So over the years, I hated cybersecurity because every time I turned around, somebody was finding ways to penetrate. Somebody was finding ways to get into our systems and lock things down. And so the state government agencies are like, hey, guys, we're going to have to make you guys all compliant. What's this compliant mean? Well, they call it SOC. Two. All I could tell you, it feels like being punched mm. in the face. That's what SOC 2 is. Okay. <laughs> they just hit you in the face and say, here's where you're screwing up. Go rewrite all your software. And, you know, because if somebody hacks in, they could down everything. I hated it. But you know what? It's nothing but common sense. It really is. You know, and through the years, we've been forced to be compliant. We've been forced to have other organizations try to hack in our systems to prove that we're not right. I hate that. But guess what? It's reality. And we need that. We need somebody out there in this industry to open their eyes and realize that I don't care how big you are, what systems you're running. I don't care if you only have one truck or you got 10,000. Cyber attacks are real. Okay. We hear it all the time. And how many of you people out there have got your ID? You know, somebody took your identity from you, you know, and now you got all these credit card debts. It's the same thing. It's just much bigger and worse when you're talking you know, software. And if I'm the software out there running and permitting, making these huge loads go across the state, well, guess what? If I was some cyber attack or I was some other country wanting to hurt America, I'm going to go after the infrastructure. I'm going to go after those trucks. I'm going to make you quit moving freight. Why? Because I saw exactly what happened in 2020. In 2020, when COVID hit, things got crazy. So crazy. Well, guess what? This cyber, it's going to make it 10 times worse. So that's why we got into it. We were forced to. Not that I wanted to. We had to do this. But then I realized that every bit of our partners out there, every bit of the integrations we do with other folks, they were a lot worse than we were on security. You know, they weren't even worried about it. Well, now they all are worried about it. They're either public traded companies, they're reinvested by certain organizations. So they want to make sure that they're stable. We do not want our technology to shut down. And so when we decided to go after this world internally because we had to, we finally realized, and this is where Robert just shines, is like, how can we help my buddies, my friends, my partners? I've got partners out there, hundreds of them that I've had for 20 or 30 years. How can I help them and help protect what they're doing with the same customer that we have together? Well, I'm going to help them with all this knowledge. I was forced to have to do this. If I went public, traded, I would have to do the same thing. They're just making sure you're doing the most common sense pieces. So, Robert, I mean, when you look at this stuff, what the hell is all of this cyber stuff? What is it really? What are people doing that we're trying to protect? What are we trying to block sure, thanks, for the Tony. average Joe out there? Because most people don't understand cyber. 
Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, first off, let me clarify. I actually won't punch anyone in the face when it comes to cybersecurity. <laughs> so I just want to be clear. That's not in the arsenal of things that we do. I don't punch people in the face for cybersecurity. Um, but when when we look at the industry and the things that people should be doing, and, and especially within the space that we're working within, transportation and trucking, um, you know, it's not that anyone's been doing anything wrong per se, or that there's, there's, you know, people that are knowingly going out of their way to not be more secure. I think it's just that with the, like you said, the rise of new technologies and these new integrations and these partnerships and these things that we're doing, we're now starting to see that because we're more connected, because we're more open, we now have to be more secure. And like you said, people ask, well, what in the world is that? What does that even mean? And really, if you want to narrow it down to its simplest form, it's we're looking at how we do business as individual organizations, and we're determining how do we reduce risk? How do we put ourselves in a position, just like if you eat an apple a day, you drink a lot of water, you try to stay in shape, you reduce the likelihood that you're going to have issues later on down the road. Now, we all get to a point in time where something will happen. We will have a problem. Something will come up. But if we're healthy and we've minimized that risk, we're able to get through that period and then come out on the other side and recover. Cybersecurity is a lot like that. When we work with organizations and we look at how they're doing things, we say, okay, we, we take into account you've been doing this for a long time, 15, 20 years. So let's look at how we're doing things and let's come up with a plan to reduce that risk. Let's have less exposure here. Let's put agents on these things so that if you do have an attack, we reduce that impact. And like you were saying earlier, Tony, let's look at your systems that are internet facing and let's do what the bad guys would do and just see if we can get into something, see what we can expose. Better for us to find it, better for the doctor to find a problem than for me to find it myself and it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's better. Uh, so in that aspect, when we just talk holistically about cybersecurity and what we're doing and we put it in its simplest form, we want to reduce risk to organizations, to, to our partners, and ultimately to the clients they serve and to the nation that they serve if they're moving freight and doing those types of things. And, and that's at the core of what we want to do as an organization or with cybersecurity is we ultimately want to reduce risk, make it palatable for you. And, you know, as, if you're an owner operator, if you're uh, managing uh, multiple partnerships, whatever the case may be, whatever your business is, we want to make sure that when you go to bed at night, you say, okay, I'm at least aware of where I could have problems, or I now know where I might've had problems and I've implemented solutions to reduce impact or reduce risk. And ultimately we just want to build an informed community, informed partners, again, informed clients that sleep a little bit easier knowing that they've got somebody who's got their back and that they're aware of what actually could happen or might happen, you know, if they were to be a victim and, Ultimately, that cybersecurity in its in its minimalist form is reducing risk, and that's what we hope to do. So, to back up a little bit, Robert, uh, and set the context for this podcast, um, mm -hmm. I want to tee it up for you to uh, at least tease uh, what we'll come back to later, and that is the exciting news of ProMiles opening up uh, a new cybersecurity division under your leadership. Uh, but Tony admitted something in his opening uh, that I thought was pretty humble of him. Um, but I think it sets the context for our conversation here. And that is, and you and I talked about this yesterday, Tony, one of the most brilliant minds, right? In the trucking software industry admitted he and Tim didn't know anything about cybersecurity, really, when it came to protecting his company, ProMiles Software. 
And so for those listening out there, uh, Robert, um, just speak to them uh, in the context of if they're an owner, they're a president, they're an executive. Um, with all due respect to them, they're really not the right person uh, to be making these decisions, at least solely, right? They need to turn to their cybersecurity, their IT team, or a trusted consultant like ProMiles. So go ahead and make the brief announcement, if you would. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, working with Tony um, indicated, hey, you know, we see a need. We understand. I mean, we had a need. We wanted to, you know, get into the mindset of of being more proactive and doing these things. You know, ProMiles had some things they were doing before that. I mean, you know, this wasn't the Wild West by any means. Uh, but they had been impacted in a way that, you know, organizations were saying, hey, you need to have, a, a, you know, leadership that handles cyber. You need to be doing these things. And so they proactively went out and said, OK, we're going to do that. And they engaged in the community. They found a practitioner. And here we are today, um, you know, at the owner level, at the president level, like you were saying, Stephen, the biggest thing is, is that, that you all are making decisions based on risk. You're making a business decision. Do I want to do X? Do I want to do Y? Do I want to pursue a new technology? Do I want to do these integrations? Do I want to expose these things or whatever the case may be? Those are decisions you're making. But the job of us, the practitioner, is to help you be informed, right? And what that means is, is you don't know what you don't know. And so that is where folks like us, ProMile Cyber, or the, the industry is providing that, that high-level feedback to say, hey, yes, if you want to do this, let's just talk about these things you might want to consider from a cyber perspective. Or, hey, you haven't been doing these things. Let's talk about some ways that we can maximize that, that risk reduction. And then typically what happens is, is, okay, they give the green light. They say, yeah, you've got my vote. And then they get you in touch with the folks that can support those those decisions, implementation, the more nitty gritty technical. How does this impact my IT team? How does this impact my end user experience? Owners don't necessarily get in the weeds and go, okay, if we install this thing, it's going to impact these 500 users. They're not likely going to get in the weeds, but they have people who would want to know those things because they are making sure they're supported, making sure that they're uh, having good user experiences. And so, yes, we ultimately, you know, want to make sure that owners and presidents and, and VPs are informed and that we can talk to them about risk and talk to them about those things. Ultimately, they're the ones going, that are going to make the decision as to whether or not they would interact with a practitioner or a professional. But then we're going to get handed off to other supporting parties in the organization whose jobs it is to implement technology, secure technology, and do things of that nature. Tony, uh, we're, you know, uh, doing web app testing or installing software and doing things like that. I would say that's probably not the best use of Tony's time, right. As a, as an owner of an organization. And so like that, you know, we aim to engage owners to, to make sure that they're informed and that they're aware of why these things are important and then have a good relationship with their staff and folks as we work through securing their infrastructure and doing those types of things. So stay tuned a little bit now later. Stephen. Yep. Uh, the one thing that I really, you know, I want to make sure everybody understands is we started this business, right? Started this back with Tim back in the early 90s. And I got in transportation when I was 19 in 1989. Our first computer was a Tandy 1000 Commodore machine. Okay. Didn't even have a hard drive. You had to put these big disc things into it. Not the little disc, but the big floppy ones, the real ones. Uh, 
we knew back then, we knew the vulnerabilities. We knew that we had guys on staff that could hack into systems to pull data down that we were looking for. Now, we didn't do anything wrong, you know, back then. We were just a bunch of kids, you know, working out of the office going, hey, check this information out that's on the internet. This is really cool stuff. Um, but we knew that, you know, there's things you could do to make things happen over the internet. And so we did realize the vulnerabilities that were there. The problem was, is why would somebody come against pro miles? Why us? Why would somebody try to have an attack? Well, back it was 1997. I think it was when I first had my identity taken. And people, it caused me a year worth of my life to go clean up a lot of mess. Well, that was the first thing that showed me uh, that, you know, there are bad people out there. You know, you can't just think everybody's good. You know, they're not. And there's people out there that just are playing. These are kids. You know, when we were in our 20s starting this business, we were all a bunch of kids trying to do stuff that everybody says couldn't be done. And guess what? If I could hack into somebody's system, that's pretty cool. Look what I just did. You know, people do it for bad reasons. And we've, over the years, tried to make our systems as secure as possible. But there's a lot of common sense things that we wasn't doing, you know, using the same username password for all the different logins and all the different websites. Well, if one gets taken and you get jeopardized, well, guess what? <laughs> They're going to try everywhere they know you connect to with that same username and password. Well, now they've got, you know, Dashlane and all these cool systems to help protect our passwording. Well, these are the common sense things in the world where don't give your username and password to people, right? You're not going to do that. But what if they just come take it? What if they do it, scrape it off your, just take a picture of your screen is all they do and get the copy of the picture. And it shows them username and password because you want to see it on the screen. So there's a lot of things out there that are there to protect us and have been implemented over the years, whether or not we wanted it or not, uh, for security. But it's scary. It's scary to know the type of people that could do this. And so through the years, we were forced because the government's like, you've got to be secure. You've got to be really good at what you do to protect our infrastructure. And so the rest of the transportation market, if I got a, a program that I wrote that's going to show me all the truck stops along the route. Why would somebody hack into that? What is that going to do anybody any good? It's not. But what is going to happen is if they hack into that system and that system's hooked to somebody else's system, that is important. Hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you've just opened up a big can of worms. And I think people in transportation needs to realize that we're human beings, no different than somebody working at a grocery store. And if that's the case, they need to protect them at that grocery store, just like I need to protect all of you when you go to our permitting sites. When you guys go to the state DOT things and you implement, you add your credit card information, your ACH, your banking data, you want to make sure that just not anybody gets it. And they're not looking for Tony. They're not looking at Pro Miles to go after. No, these people across the water, the pond, they're looking at the state government agencies. They're looking at the DOTs. And that's, you know, a couple of months ago, several states got uh, hacked and they got in and took control of their video cameras and things like that. And, and they've shown that they've been able to hack in far enough to shut things down that will cause our infrastructure to stop moving. 
We have to keep moving. We need those trucks hauling anything to keep moving. That's our infrastructure. We need that solution in that trailer to be mixed into this other to create the ammo we need to protect our country. So no matter how little what you do, we need formula to feed the babies so they turn out to be great teenagers and amazing adults to protect our country. So transportation is what any country out there would love to hurt our country on. And so if anybody's out there and you're listening and you're a trucking company or you're a driver, you know, you're just a, you're a, 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 a lumper where you're going to help load and unload these trucks. Every one of you play a big role, a big role in this whole thing we call trucking. We all need to be secure because they could come through you, Mr. Owner Operator, and that app you have for Lowe's that's on your ELD or your device, if it gets jeopardized and it's talking back to Lowe's, you could just down Lowe's. And part of Lowe's is getting the material out there to build these pieces that we need to protect our infrastructure. So stay tuned. A little bit later in this podcast, uh, Robert will tell us more about um, our new ProMile Cybersecurity Division and why we, being in the trucking industry ourselves, are uh, the right solution uh, for trucking companies and logistics companies uh, out there like you folks uh, to provide this consultant work to you. But um, Robert, back to you, because my boss did tell me before this podcast, he wanted you doing most of the talking. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, Robert, there are, unfortunately, a number of cyber threats right now attacking the trucking and logistics sectors. In fact, as I teased in the opener, and by the way, I was quoting from a recent Transport Topics article, there are several. Walk us through uh, Robert, just a few of those that are ongoing right now and recent in the trucking industry. Sure. Uh, not really wanting to, to name names, but you know, the, the threats that we've seen and the things that we've seen impacting organizations are pretty much uh, what we've had coming up over the years, ransomware, things of that nature. Um, so there were uh, two organizations recently that were victims of ransomware attacks. And one of those two organizations provided, you know, a form of ELD service, and that resulted in an outage where folks were concerned about being able to use those devices, move freight, do those things. And I, you know, from what I understood, there are only so many days that a person can use paper logs that can do things on paper before there's an issue every 30 days. And so there was actual concern about, well, if we get beyond a week and we don't have access to this anymore, how are we legally going to be able to continue to move freight and do those types of things? And so, you know, that's one instance where ransomware uh, was of impact. You've talked about- What is ransomware, Robert? I mean, what oh, does excellent. that mean, ransomware? That, that is an excellent question, Tony. That makes a lot of sense to ask. The So ransomware is it's kind of in the name. It's a ransom. And what happens is an entity or a person interacts with an application, an email, some form of, of thing- that has either this payload or a way to bring it in. And so uh, let's say you got an email, Tony, and it's talking about, hey, I need you to immediately click this link or we're going to close an account, right? And so you're panicking. You think, oh my goodness, I need to do this. I don't want to lose access to my account. So you click the link and then it downloads a payload. And the next thing you know, your files start to change on the computer. You know, things start to lock up a little bit. And then you realize there's a little text file on the desktop. You open it and it says, hey, 
we have encrypted everything that you've got. Um, and if you want it back, you owe us a Bitcoin or a half a Bitcoin or something like that. So, and you know, typically what, what happens from that point is, is either a, that virus, that ransomware is if you're, let's say Tony's connected to other things like, Oh, he also has access to these shares and these servers and these things that, you know, there's always a connection to, or he's got his VPN open and he's connected to the data center. And by the way, Tony's a super admin for some reason on everything and so now that one email that Tony interacts with causes that virus be, or that ransomware because it can spread through the permissions he has. It gets into all these other servers and encrypts all these other things. And so when we talk about ransomware, it's not always that a person interacted with something or that we're blaming an end user, you know, in one of these instances that we've got articles on and things of that nature. But nine times out of 10, it either comes in through some form of phishing, which is a person sending emails, posing as someone else to try and get you to interact with things, or there is uh, an exposure of a system that allows a threat actor, a person to engage that system directly. And then after they get what they need, they encrypt everything to try to make some extra money. Um, so ransomware is a huge moneymaker for threat actors in the industry. I mean, you could look at um, a number of incidents over the last few years. It's not just a problem in transportation and logistics. It is a global issue from mm -hmm. small businesses. To, you know, you could be a one person shop all the way up to a fortune 100 company. These folks don't care. A lot of times they will just send mass emails to anybody and everybody that they can get it out to. And it's statistics at that point. It's okay. One in every 100 is going to click on this or, or interact with it. And that could be a person who's got access to a minuscule amount of data or it could be a person who has access to an entire server center or, or a cloud, you know, um, data farm or something like that. Any number of things, you know, that that would scale into. And so a lot of times, like you were saying earlier, Tony, it's not that these entities target you directly. They're just playing the numbers, right? They're just going to spray and see what's happening. Now, that said, over the last three years, about when COVID came around, the focus on transportation and logistics has gone up substantially. The amount of ransomware attacks on this space have mm -hmm. gone up substantially. The focus on seeking out entities that are, like you said, doing these, these critical tasks and doing these things has increased substantially. Why? And it's, and again, we're not kicking people in the shins here. We're just saying that technology is now catching up to the transportation space. People are now implementing more interconnected trucks, they're interconnected devices, they're integrating back office systems with, with front of house systems. There's more that we're doing as we grow as an industry, as we introduce these new things. Now the risks that industries have been dealing with over the last 20 years, 15 years, because transportation and logistics is now getting new tech in and they're doing a lot of these new things and having to be open, having these APIs, all these other systems that are going to be in place, they are now becoming a, a, a little bit richer of a target, right? You can't do anything to a guy who's using paper books or tracking things. I mean, there's, I mean, I can go and snatch the binder, but you know, that's the extent of the data mm -hmm. I get. But when he's connected to other systems now, when he's connected to other trucks, to the back office systems, to the, to the, to accounting, to the folks that are doing all of the, the logistics, now he is a, a much broad, he's got much broader access. Therefore that payout or the things that these threat actors look for, it's much richer at that point. 
And so now we're seeing an uptick in focused attacks and in focused uh, efforts to do damage to this industry. And in turn, like you said, government entities, federal government, you know, they're focusing on critical infrastructure, which includes transportation and logistics, things of that nature. And so now the pressure, we're getting it from both ends. We're getting it from the end of the threat actor who's making people's lives harder as they're attacking things and doing those things. And we're getting it from the other side where the the regulators are saying, hey, we're now paying attention because we're seeing all this damage that this is causing. We can't let this continue happening. And so, right. you know, that's where we're at today with respect to um, kind of the risk, the risks and ransomware and all those things that we got into. So, Robert, now that we've uh, kind of set the tone of this, expound a little bit on the the real world impact of this and particularly and just as importantly, the trucking industry response so far, or what the response should be. Maybe you can explore mm-hmm. a couple of case studies with us. Absolutely. So as far as how we should be responding and what we're seeing, I, I will say that when, you know, we were first talking, Tony and I and 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 other members of the the ProMiles team about this space and and do we have the ability to serve this space and do things in this space? I will say this. What we've seen is that the transportation industry as a whole takes cybersecurity and what's been happening lately very seriously. They want to fight back. They want to put their gloves on and go toe to toe and they want to step up and they want to make sure that they're doing what's right and they're taking care of, of their organizations, their clients and doing those things because they realize that it's not just them as a business that's impacted. If I have a, 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 a thousand truck fleet and I'm down for four weeks, that's not just an impact to my bottom line as an organization. That ripple effect now impacts other organizations, families, it impacts businesses. And so they're taking it very seriously. You've got organizations like uh, CISA and um, you know other government entities that are talking about how they're going to plan to, you know, implement controls for the, the industry, how they're going to make services of, available for the industry as, as far as being able to monitor and protect their systems. And so I will say that the transportation industry as a whole, they're not going to take it lying down. They're not taking it sitting down. They, they actually recognize there's something that needs to be done and they're willing to have conversations about that. And they're willing to take steps that are necessary and, and that make sense to protect well, their, their organizations and their, their people. Well, Robert, when you think of this, I mean, you talk ransomware, you know, that, that's one thing, you know, they can sit there and they could, you know, find a hole in your firewall or something like that. And they can sit there and just send a request, one request, another request, another request. And all of a sudden they're using up all of my bandwidth, all my pipeline, you know, uh, they could be doing things such as, just looking for any kind of files they can download, regardless what the file is. It could be patent information. It could be, you know, emails. It could be anything that they're just trying to get their hands on. It's And because software's got so smart, it does the grunt work for them. So what's happening is there's software that you could go today and Google that I want to do the following thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, all these software is available. You could go download this software somebody's created, and it's going to help you hack into another system. Now, this is just on the internet, okay? So if I could do that and I can go find these things, what got me really scared is when I told AI, hey, AI, 
build me code to hack into the following website for the following reasons. And this is what I want out of it. The code it came back and showed me scared the living hell out of me. Because what it just did in seconds gave that guy that's 16 years old, sitting behind that computer, just learning and playing. All he's doing is playing. He's not trying to do anything wrong. But he just jeopardized or shut down a system that does do transportation or does do something that's going to affect somebody. But they're doing it so easy. So we've got to even be more protected now than ever because there's more people, there's more hackers, there's more people out there with the capabilities and the technology's got so strong. So one thing we do have that's a value, like ProMiles, we're a Microsoft shop. So most anything and everything that we develop, we do it around Microsoft. Microsoft has done a really good job over the years and we all have seen it. Used to be, we all had our computers got hacked all the time. This all happened, that happened. And, but Microsoft has really went out there and tried to build their own security here. Google, you know, use Google email. Why? Because it's very secure. Why? They spend a lot of money protecting you. Well, that's the same thing ProMiles has done. We're protecting these other entities and we're trying to help these folks. But what's scaring me is if they could hack into these computers and they can do this ransomware and pay me all this money, but what makes it even worse? Dude, we don't have time to go down. We don't have time to go clean up messes because it does affect things, slow things down, slow systems down, which now you don't get your permit as fast as you want. You've got to really look at this as, as it's here, it's been here, it's time to stick your head above the sand and realize just do something to protect you. So you mentioned agents, okay? An agent, you know, what is that? What is an agent and why, you know, you know, I got... 20 drivers. They all have cell phones. They also have ELD devices. Some have laptops. Then I've got my office. They've got, you know, desktop machines. Oh, and I've got a network over here. And oh, and I got a phone system that is voice over IP. So that's hooked to the internet. Oh yeah. We have an ordering system too, that we use through Amazon and it's over here. And oh yeah, my cousin built me these two programs that does the following stuff. And you know, all this, you know, it's, it's like every machine, every device, everything has to be protected because if one device it could be a watch the apple watch device that causes it to get to your phone so what's is this agent thing is this a guy that's going to literally go sit on your watch or go sit on your phone or or your tablet or your computer i mean is this like a you know a security guard a guy with homeland security standing going you can't come in you know what is that what is that agent you keep talking about sure thanks tony um so I think it's good to back up to and, and mention a, a term that you might hear, or at least you will start to hear when it comes to cybersecurity. So when we think about the protections we implement in an organization, we follow a principle called defense in depth. And what does that mean, right? If I build, let's say, uh, just a physical fence around my house, but you can open and close the gate and I don't put any locks on it and I don't lock my door at night. Yes, I have a fence. I have one layer that might keep certain things out, but somebody could easily open that fence, open the door, and they're in. So then on the house, I might install an alarm system so that if someone walks through the fence and they kick my door in, the alarm system goes off. And then what will that alarm mm -hmm. system do? It will notify law enforcement. They'll come and they'll do their thing. And so, you know, you can keep going with those kind of analogies. You can do bars. You can have sprinkler systems. You can do all sorts of things for a home. 
to maximize that reduction in, in the ability for something to do it harm. And so an agent, when we talk about that in the context of, of security, typically we're talking about something like a, a detection and response agent, something that you can put on a laptop or a server or you know, possibly an ELD device, something of that nature, that if something is going on that, that it would be a risk or a, a, a potential impact, a negative impact to that device, it can typically stop it and say, hey, this doesn't look to be right. This looks to be a bad thing and it will stop it. Right. So there are agents out there, you know, we call them uh, EDR agents, endpoint detection and response agents. That's in the name. It goes on an endpoint. It detects if something is going on and it responds to that accordingly. Now, sure. some people might say, well, that sounds a lot like antivirus. You know, I've already got that. So that that's covered. Right. But this is is a little more dynamic. It's a little more based on behavior where something like antivirus once something impacts you and hits you, then it's going to say, oh, by the way, this looks like it's bad. Let's stop it. But if I never do anything on that system, if I'm just running commands and looking at things and I'm testing for things and I'm there, but I haven't done anything like installed something, that's not going to catch it. Stuff like this, this agent that we're talking about, that will actually see activity and go, wait a minute, that doesn't look like your normal activity. That looks to be risky and it'll stop it. Now, other things that we do in cybersecurity you were mentioning, you, you keep talking about hacking and testing systems, but we, as, as the good guys, we do the same thing, right? We just do it with permission and, and, you know, with consent and a good scope. And we say, Hey, Tony, you've got this web thing out here hanging in the wind. How about we take a look at it and, and just make sure that there's nothing that's, that's really easy for somebody to get through. Let's make sure that if you're using a firewall, that it's doing its job, that it's giving the IT folks alerts. Let's make sure that the things you've implemented are actually doing the things they should be doing and the practices that you've got in place are effective. An external and so audit. Then we send, An external audit, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. And all companies yeah, Stephen, go through mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great way to look at it. I mean, you can do that in security. The Tony's kind of talking about this more direct, you know, let's take the rifle and actually see where we can do some damage and get into things. And so we've we've got those capabilities. You're right. We've got the tools that a lot of threat actors will use. We've got the same, you know, capabilities. We've got some of the same training. The difference between us and them is, you know, we're going to do a, a point in time review of that. Somebody who's really their only goal is to, to get into a system and, and get money out of you. They've got nothing but time, right? They've got nothing but whatever their resources are, you know? So there's, there's obviously that difference in how long we can spend on something, but we've got those same capabilities as the threat actors. And so, we can do that type of, of review of systems as security professionals. We've got, like you said, agents where we can provide those protections. It's just when we work with these organizations in this industry, it's sometimes it's having that conversation, like you said, and just helping them to understand where the risk is at, why these things are important. And then if they decide to go a different direction and they don't want to do certain things, they're informed. They're aware, right? There's, there's no, okay, well it, it's, you know, we did not say that these things could be a problem. It's just, you, you have other things maybe in place that are reducing that risk. Right. So, but agents in this case, there are agents out there that you can put on systems that do things above what antivirus does, uh, that do above with what normal tooling would do. And it, it's kind of like having a little automated person on your computer. That, like you, it's a digital security guard. That's going to keep an eye out and he's going to take anything out that would be problematic, you know, on those systems. So to answer well, the question. Well, Robert, that's a, so that's only part of the problem, though. 
Now right. what you're doing is you're you're just, you know, an antivirus looks and says, oh, this virus has been detected. What it's doing, we now write scripts to say if anything does something like that again, it could be that virus. So we stop it. Okay. But this newer technology and this newer way of doing things is like, I'm looking at what's happening on the computer. This guy normally never opens up and changes this, this, and this in his controls. This guy, you know, wouldn't be sitting there and automatically start hitting the server a thousand times a second. How would this user do that? So it's looking at more logic of what's happening to say, whoa, whoa, this may not be bad, but it could be. Go take a look at it. So at that point, what the hell do these people do now? Now my little agent pops up and says, Hey, you may have a problem. I'm stopping it. Is this okay? And you go, yeah, that was, that was a good one. So yeah, let that go through. But how do these people do it? I mean, is there like people behind there that's looking at this stuff that says, okay, that just happened. So what should you now do? Cause warning them and tell them this could be problem is one thing, but what do they do at that point? What do they do once they have a possible problem? What happens? Right. Well, a lot of these tools and capabilities are backed by what we call a security operations center. And this is where you've got guys and gals who are trained in uh, being able to look for indicators of compromise that are able to look through all this data. And a lot of times these agents will say, you know, it will send what's called an alert to those folks. And a lot of times before the end user kind of, you know, they might see something that pops up and says, oh, we blocked something. And that's already been been sent to another party who reviews that data, looks at the what we call the attack pattern or the kill chain, and they'll say, oh, this is where it got stopped. This is how it got in potentially. And, you know, there's no longer a problem. Or this was quarantined or it was stopped, but there's a bigger issue maybe further up in this chain that we need to address and figure out. And so a lot of these solutions and platforms typically have the backing of cybersecurity professionals who review this data because, and this, again, it's no disrespect to the end user, but you, if you had all of that data, Tony or, or Steven, you mm -hmm. might look at that and go, well, let's ask Robert or let's ask, you know, the CISO, <laughs> let's ask these folks. Like you're mm -hmm. not going to look at that and make a, a decision based on certain things running. This code was executed, this thing happened and it was killed. And you might go, well, okay, that's great. What does this all mean? a lot of this stuff is backed by security practitioners and professionals that will 20. And a lot of times they're, they're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. There are folks in seats that when these things alert and come in, yeah. they're looking at it then because if you have an attack that's legitimate or something that is actually happening, that is bad, you don't want to wait eight hours until, you know, one or two people come in the next, the IT folks come in the next morning they pull the console up. They're like, they've got their hundred emails from the night before and they dig through everything and they go, Oh, we got a security alert. And then they look at it by then it's lunchtime and some, something or someone has been in your system for almost, you know, 16 hours, right? The, the impact could be a lot greater than if you have someone who can look at it then there and stop it and figure it out. You know? So, so Robert, you've been making an excellent case uh, for how ProMiles cybersecurity division can identify gaps through the external audit, as I suggested, implement solutions, um, future-proof, I think is a, a word you use that I like, to future-proof the trucking company. But walk our listeners through, particularly companies and carriers, how will that process start out? 
when a trucking or logistics company reaches out to ProMiles Cybersecurity Division, just kind of walk us through some details of uh, how that process works out and what you'll actually be offering. Sure. So the division is going to be offering services and capabilities that I would say are, are important at every phase of the life cycle, the security life cycle for an organization. So whether you're just getting started and you're really like not sure what it is you want to do, or maybe you've already got some implemented solutions or capabilities, but maybe you want to get a fresh set of eyes uh, on those capabilities. Maybe you um, are looking to implement something different. Maybe maybe your current systems are being managed in-house and you say, you know what, we really want to take a lot of this responsibility away from these folks, give them more time to do the things they like doing and let yeah. someone else kind of focus on this and watch our back and make sure we're good. So the division itself, ProMile Cyber, offers a, a combination of what we call consulting services and managed services, right? And the consulting services are really about informing the organization of risks that are there, providing them with security capabilities that otherwise they they may not have in-house um, or, you know, providing an extra set of eyes on things. And like Tony was saying, it, whether it be hacking and pen testing or, hey, I've got this compliance thing. I, I, I've been hit with a notice. They're saying by the end of next year, I have to have these things in place. I don't know where to start. I, I don't even have the time to, to, to read the email, let alone implement a, a net new you know, set of capabilities. And so the division has the, the capability, again, to do the, that kind of external hacking, to do those internal external audits, like you were saying, Stephen, for security purposes, holistically help an organization understand where it's at. And then the other side of that is the managed service component, the managed security service component. And so, you know, we hinted at agents and things of that nature, but we we offer really with our solutions, we looked, we sat down and we said, what makes sense? The industry as, as it is today is, is still maturing with respect to transportation and logistics. They're taking it very seriously. They're jumping in the ring. They want to start doing things to make sure they're shoring themselves up and that they're protecting themselves. So we looked at common ways that organizations are attacked through external applications, through things like email, of course, uh, external connections, end user manipulation, and then, you know, if something gets on a system, you've got, you, you know, your server infrastructure, your endpoints that could be attacked or have problems. And so we said, well, understanding these kind of core areas and core concerns, what services could we offer to provide fundamental protection to an organization and reduce risk. And so we, you know, came uh, to bear with managed services that cover everything from security awareness training, which I'm sure if you've been working in the industry for the last five years, you've gotten to, to sit through some awesome videos on cybersecurity and you've had to sit down once a year and watch those types of things, you know, so we, that's, that for us was like a no brainer. We want to continue to make sure that the folks we partner with, we provide those types of solutions because Nine times out of 10, you've got some mandate that says you have to do this type of training annually, right? So, Hey, Robert, can, let me ask you something else. Uh, so when we do this for these folks, okay, you know, somebody had asked me the other day, why? Why, you know, sure, cybersecurity sounds cool. It's need. Transportation has to have it. Why does Pro Miles, why, why us? Well, the way I explained it to the gentleman was, We've had a lot of companies over the many years we've been doing this that we worked with for our compliance. 
And these organizations understood cyber attacks, understood cybersecurity. They understood computers. They understood software. They understood all these holes. But you know the one thing that not any of them understood, including our first couple uh, chief security officers we hired, you know, they knew cyber. They didn't know trucking. And so once we started having to spend so much time teaching all these multi-billion dollar cybersecurity groups that are out there helping the consumer and the, and the bigger picture out there, when they came to us, we were spending more time teaching them what a dispatcher was. What is, you know, what is an ELD device? What is this? What is that? And it's like, you know, if somebody that understood the lingo of trucking, transportation, logistics, they understood what, a, you know, what is driver qualification? You know, what is, you know, hours of service? What is fuel tax? What is IFTA? What is IRP? What does that all this mean? Well, it all allows you to see where your risks are at and what risks are big. But it's very difficult for any of us in transportation to go find somebody that's going to help us with the cyber world that's already doing it in transportation. They're doing it everywhere else. I mean, watch the, you know, watch your commercials. Yeah, you're sitting at home now. You're spending time. You're working from home. Start protecting yourself with Norton, this and that, or this VPN, this and that. You know what? That's because it's the big need of getting out there and protecting everybody, regardless of trucking or not. But us being transportation focused, us knowing about this vehicle connecting to that vehicle and these needs. I mean, we read those articles a while back. We had that conversation about how people took control of autonomous vehicles. Now, the guys that did it were guys that were going, you know, we got these holes here that may cause these problems. Oh, no, man, this affects almost every autonomous vehicle in the world right now. They went and started screaming, hey, world, hey, autonomous vehicles, y'all need to look at this. You need to know I can hack in you, and I'm a good guy, but these other guys can shut these vehicles down. As they're driving down the road at 75 miles an hour, they can control it, hit its brakes, and it stops, okay? They can take that vehicle apart, make it start and move across the parking lot. Whoa, now we're getting kind of scary, ain't we? You know, look at the recalls that have been done on autonomous vehicles, cars for self-driving. Even in California or Colorado alone, they've done it. Why? Because if it's manipulated in a way you're not safe. So guys in transportation realize the future of this is going to be protecting your infrastructure, your equipment, your drivers, your shippers commodity that's inside of that truck. It's your responsibility. You better make sure that that person in front of that wheel today, it's a driver. Today you do driver qualifications. You get their medical card, you get drug tests done. You do all this to what? to make sure that all that's protected. This is no different. We're just moving the driver out of the way and saying, now the computer's doing the work. Don't you want to protect that same information? Yes. So you better put something there. You better put something there to help protect this cool new technology that's going to help all of us. Yeah, that's good points, Tony. And I think, you know, I think this rolls into like why ProMiles ultimately sat down and said, we want to do cybersecurity. We want to have a division. And like you said, there are people out there that do cybersecurity already that, that have those capabilities. 
But far and few between do you have one that's got 30 years of experience in the industry that knows mm-hmm. the ins and outs of these different regulations, that understands kind of the the hardships that these organizations face and the things that could impact them and the things that could be problematic, right? And so, you know, we saw a need and and a way to help protect the industry. We we sat down and we said, you know, we want to make an impact. We want to make a difference. And the way that we came up with that was through cybersecurity and having capabilities and offerings that we can sit down with an owner operator or sit down with a, an organization and we don't have to learn the lingo. We don't have to be educated on all of the ins and outs of these different regs or things of that nature. We can just have a conversation about what's important and you know how we can help those folks and how we can implement solutions that are going to meet those needs. Um, and, you know, this isn't going away, right? Cybersecurity technology, uh, the, the, the way that we're moving, it's, it's not going to get any less hard, right? And so we really feel that now is the time to start having the conversation about, Hey, you know, let's, let's talk about how we can help you. Let's talk about how we can make things more secure. Let's have conversations you know, about um, your organization's capabilities and the way you're connecting to the things and the way you're doing things. And where might there be areas that you you just might not have thought about that need to be secured or that need to be to be uh, tightened up? We can do all of those things from A to Z. And, you know, the future strategies and the things that, that we're seeing today, I mean, we see articles where they're, they are talking about phishing attacks and transportation. They are talking about ransomware. And they are talking about, how they're starting to address those things. But in uh, a lot of these areas, when we look at the technologies they're talking about, when we're looking at the, the things that they're saying should be done, we've already been talking about these things for well over 10 plus years in the industry. Right. And so again, yeah. it's not anyone's fault that, that we're not ahead of the curve on this. It's just, it's never been a priority. It's never been a concern because it wasn't impacting anybody. It wasn't causing problems. Now that it is, now that we're seeing an uptick in ransomware, we're seeing an uptick in, in attacks directly against these companies, we're seeing the impacts that those cause to um, not just them, again, but the ripple effect that that has on the economy and, and other areas, we see a need as an organization, as ProMile Cyber, to step up and to start working with our partners and start working with with organizations to help them to understand the risks, like we've said, and to offer solutions to those problems, uh, should they be present? So yeah. uh, we're really well, Robert, excited I know, about those pieces. I know positively, Robert, that once we started really looking at our systems and looking at how we can better things, the more concerned that I got of going, man, this could be bad. This could be dangerous. And so I'm just so grateful that we were really pushed years ago to have to start doing this because now that things are really got that bad, we are protected. You know, we've got these things. We've made these partners that have spent years building technology to do this. We're not building all this technology uh, ourselves. We've partnered with the best of the best of the crop that isn't going to go to the market direct, isn't going to go to this industry. They don't even understand it. And when we explain to them, there's millions of trucks with computers in the inside that's keeping up with their hours of service and how it works. These people are just blown away. But it's it's the non-knowing. But Doing something now is the key. 
You know, don't wait until you have a cyber attack. Don't wait until your truck is taken control of and you lose a great driver and he loses his, his family, loses him and his life. Do it now. Start protecting your personal infrastructure, your peace. And that's how we're all going to help each other. We all just do our part and talk. You know, if you see something that don't look good, see something ain't bad, you know, talk to your people. And if you don't have people, then talk to organizations that do. Trust me, they've been there. They went through it. They spent millions of dollars, you know, going, why do we have to rewrite all of this software? Well, because you've got all these vulnerabilities. Yeah, but I wrote this software three years ago. That's right, Mr. Smith. And two days later, guess what? Now there's a new vulnerability. And you know what they're doing? They're putting it on the internet. They're putting it on freaking TikTok. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to learn to hack? Look at TikTok for a minute. Why? TikTok gets them off. They all bad. Let's remove them. Now the video is not available. But it was long enough that got a million people excited that there's a new vulnerability in SQL. Wait a minute. Really? Well, heck, let's see if we can break in it. Bob, we ain't got nothing else to do. And they hack into things. So even though you think you're protected today, even if you have pen testing and you have all these studies done in your system today, don't stop. You've got to keep doing it because a month from now, a day from now, an hour from now, there is something there that has opened up a door that you don't want to be open. As we, Robert, begin to wrap up this discussion, and this is only the first of many discussions, Robert will have several many blogs and posts and video posts on the ProMiles Cyber website, which we'll ask you to share in just a minute, Robert. But as you kind of close out and sum up here, I I just want to tell you, I personally have learned so much from you and now Mark uh, with regards to the importance of cybersecurity in trucking companies and trucking software companies. And one of the many things I've learned and hopefully trucking companies out there are learning or will learn is, as Tony kind of alluded to earlier, this whole cybersecurity thing isn't just about writing a couple of fancy policies for our policy manual and throwing some mandatory training at us. It is, as you've said previously, it's about, and this is where your cybersecurity division comes in play, continual vigilance, proactive measures uh, in cybersecurity on your division's uh, behalf of trucking companies. Kind of summarize that for us. It's a daily thing, isn't it? Absolutely, uh, Stephen. So no organization with a single person can do all of the things they need to do on an ongoing basis to ensure optimal risk reduction. It, we're just at a point where, and, and now there might be organizations that have the capital to bring in-house all of the expertise all of the tools, all of the the things that they need to have infrastructurally to do that. But what we found is, is that if you work with an entity like ProMile Cyber, who will take care of these things on your behalf, that cost is typically, you know, 10 to 20% of what you would be paying. I mean, you know, I've seen Should numbers. Should we go up on our rates then, Robert? <laughs> if, that, if we're saving them that much, maybe. I, I, I thought we could uh, make a lot more money at this. Uh, but... <laughs> The I think ultimately, you know, what what we see here in the industry is that um, when you work with an organization like ProMile Cyber, we have the tools, the partnerships, the capabilities to again take that burden away from technical teams and and some teams, you know, a lot of times you might have 
IT teams that don't necessarily want to give those things up or they feel that it's infringing upon their responsibilities or it makes them feel bad. But ultimately, that's not the goal, right? We're about ensuring, again, optimal risk reduction and response, the ability to have subject matter experts available, that that is their focus. Cybersecurity is the only thing we do, right? We're not concerned about patching systems as far as like making sure they reboot. We're not doing backups. We're not doing all of these other things that the IT teams are doing, right? We solely want to focus on cybersecurity. We solely want to focus on making sure that things are protected detected that we're responding accordingly that we're that we're taking things you know uh offline or out that are bad and again from the compliance standpoint if you need again those tests done the external audits on a regular basis internal audits if you just want to say hey as an organization holistically how are we doing have somebody come in and review us tell us tell us tell us where we're missing stuff tell us where we're doing good tell us where we can maybe reinforce a few things right that's what we're doing. And that that vigilance, it's nonstop, right? If you've got uh, folks who are splitting their efforts and focusing on cybersecurity one day a week and looking at alerts one day a week, that is that risk level that just goes through the roof. That exposure time goes through the roof. The amount of damage that can be done goes through the roof. And so we are here as essentially a sentinel, as a partner to constantly be looking out for an organization, to constantly be making sure that, you know, if Tony is a client, right? And Tony says, you know what? I've got a question. I need to, I don't know what to think about this new thing. They could email us. They could say, hey, Robert, you know, ProMile Cyber, what's going on with this? What are, what should we be concerned about? What should we be talking about? Hey, you know what? You've got some great questions. Let me, let's sit down. Let's get a, let's get a call going for 30 minutes and let's talk about it. Let us help you out. Let us, work you through it. We want to be a partner in the process of, of cybersecurity. We want to be someone you can rely on. Um, and so it's a constant, constant thing that has to be done again, 24, seven, 365. And, you know, they don't take a lot of holidays from what I understand when it comes to threat actors and things. Of so, that nature. so this is That's a good when they segue. Do most of the work is on the holidays. <laughs> Before I turn back to you, Tony and Robert for some closing summary thoughts. Um, good segue, Robert, to, um, and, and I'm sure we'll probably be posting this on our, our podcast here and the website and all, but uh, the website address, and then I'll give the 800 number, Robert. Sure. Your uh, website you is? You can definitely check us out at ProMiles. Yep. My website is ProMilesCyber.com. So that's uh, just the ProMiles, but you put cyber on the end of it.com. And uh, I will say that if you're checking our site out, don't forget to check our insights out. We've got a lot of blog content and informational pieces up there. So you don't have to call me if you want more details. No pressure. Just go check our site out. Do some reading. And uh, if you want to get in touch with and, us, and info at ProMilesCyber.com. For those Cyber. who are going to go to your website, uh, it's a pretty cool looking website. Just kind of give a quick overview of uh, how uh, potential customers can best surf your website. Sure. Uh, so if you're just looking to get some gradual, just basic details, you really don't want to get into any of the other pages. On our first page, you're going to have kind of an overview of who we are, why we're doing what we do, and uh, uh, kind of an overview of every service that we've got. And the, if you just want the, the two-minute read, you can hit it all on that overview page. And then from that point on, we've got more in-depth pages on our consulting services, on our managed services. If you want to, you know, just read about us, we've got, you know, 
kind of the history and, and why we came to be and what our goals are as an organization. And then, like I indicated, we've got an insight page that we're updating regularly with, you know, blogs about uh, recent events, best practices, things that you can do. You know, we want to make sure that when you you come to our site, it's not just to find something to to be sold to you or to, you know, uh, potentially have to have to talk some, to somebody about. You can get a lot of benefit by just reading our insights and looking at what we're talking about. And you could walk away with new information just from that. And whether you end up doing business with us or not, and of course we hope you do, I encourage you as an avid LinkedIn-er myself, um, start following Robert Smith on LinkedIn. Um, great subject matter expert. And Robert, you're always posting very valuable information and tips and, and new news on your, your, your LinkedIn site. Again, that's uh, Robert Smith. And as far as the phone number, Tony, uh, same 800 number as with uh, ProMiles, correct? Yes. And that is 800-324-8588. I need my readers, <laughs> need my cheaters to read that. 800-324-8588. I feel like I'm, I feel hey, like I'm I do notice you do have time. a... You've got more gray than me. If you really look, I still got I got dark white. in some areas. You have no, yeah, you it ain't gray. Like, no, it's freaking white. Like it's falling Santa. out. See, it's cool. The, you guys are making jokes, but I've got it all through here and on the sides. It's just um, it's it's camouflaged with some of the darker colors. Well, that's it. Hey, Robert. You know what? I, you know what I feel like? I feel like a very special movie star. You know, you see walking out. <laughs> And around him, he's got these great big guys in suits to protect me. That's what you and Mark Hoffman has given me the feeling when it comes to our cyber folks and y'all's teams and how you guys are protecting us. It is. It's like walking around with these great big bouncers or something in front of you that's going to protect, you know, from the other folks. And so if anybody, you know, wants to feel just that little bit better feeling than knowing that, you know, somebody does come to take a punch at you. You got people to protect. You need a cyber expert. You need people that start looking into this. And you better look in it more today before everything does get even more connected and more controlling when it comes to software and technology. So get your own, you know, Robert Smith, uh, you know, dress him up like, uh, you know, in a nice suit and <laughs> dark glasses, you know, like the men in black. Kind yeah, of not to get too sappy, Tony. I don't want Robert's head to swell here, but... You're right. It really does feel good uh, as an employee of a company, especially one that's prone to make moronic mistakes once in a while and open emails that I'm not supposed to or attachments. It's nice to know that uh, we have someone of your expertise, Robert and Mark, of course, as well, that literally has our back on a daily basis. Yeah. But uh, Robert, uh, with that said, just kind of close us out here with, um, again, your overview of the cyber, the real cybersecurity threats right now facing the trucking industry and what your new cyber division can do to provide solutions. Excellent. Yep. So like we were saying, I mean, right now, when we looked at the statistics, 55% of organizations in this space are worried about cyber risks. It is not just a small percentile. There are a lot of entities that yes. are concerned. And like Stephen mentioned early on, 25% have been victims of, of organizations just in general have been victims in the last 12 months from a cyber incident, a cyber risk, a cyber attack. Something has happened that has negatively impacted those folks and they've reported it. 
that doesn't include all of the businesses and organizations that have a problem that something comes up and it just flies under the radar and it never gets reported. It never becomes mainstream news. It's never talked wow. about. So we've got a lot that's going on right now. And and again, we talked about ransomware. We talked about just in general, starting to look at good cybersecurity practices and holistic practices for organizations, everything from pen testing to agent-based protections, doing those types of things and having capabilities. Um, you know, the divisions, the, the ProMile Cyber Division, Tony mentions having somebody in a suit, having me, you know, Stephen mentions having your own practitioner, your own Robert Smith. The good news is you don't have to go out and find these individuals. We're here. We can, we can provide that same level of service, that same level of capability without having to have somebody sit in your office 24, seven, 365. Right. And we are here to help. We're here to, to, again, share information to, to help an organization. If you've just got a question again, um, if you just want to do a 30 minute discussion and say, you know what? Yeah. Let me just see what you're all about. Let me see what, what you're thinking. I mean, we're, we're here and you know, that's, I got to interrupt really you, Robert, because most excited about. Tony, the other cool thing about Robert and Mark is I've dealt with a lot of it people over the years and, and, and a few cybersecurity people and Robert, uh, is approachable. He doesn't talk down to you. He makes it understandable to us average Joes out there. Uh, and that to me, when I'm choosing a consultant, that's as much important to me as to how am I going to have good interpersonal communication with this person and not be talked down to, not talked above and not walk away, not understanding it. Robert breaks it down, doesn't he, Tony? He sure does. And you know, the other thing that he made us realize is we were kind of freaking out too over the last, you know, 10, 15 years as we're doing more and more and more around our cybersecurity. But what really scared us was, oh my gosh, for us to do this ourselves, the amount of money we have to spend on licenses, technology, mm. um, you know, contractors to come in and do things. I mean, you're talking a lot of money. So one of the things that Robert's idea was is if we could help bring those same kind of solutions to everybody at a much, much, much cheaper price than them trying to do it on their own, more people are going to do it. And that's the other thing that's exciting here. We've made relationships with these folks where if you went to them yourself, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for these protection, for these guys in suits to be up there to help you. But if you come into our group, just like transportation is always done, and you bring everybody together and you offer everybody a solution, then we can all share and aggregate this, which means that all the money we've invested all the time and the millions we put into this, we're basically handing it to you guys here. Here's technology. Here's things that you can use that you don't have to go spend the money like ProMiles did to do it because we have the technology. We can run the reports. We can look. And trust me, guys, there's more data to look at than you ever will be able to look at. You need systems to help you pinpoint the outliers. And so to do this, it ain't cheap, but you partner with a consulting group. Even if it's not ProMile Cyber, get with somebody that does the cyber. Because a lot of times they'll talk, they'll give you answers, they'll give you free advice, they'll point you in the right direction just to have a phone call. But engage somebody. Start asking questions before you're asking the wrong question. How do we go back and recover 
these three shippers, you know, respect that we just lost because of these problems. That took me 20 years and my dad to make that happen. He's not here. What are we going to do? So trust in somebody, even if it ain't ProMile Cyber. Google cybersecurity. I need help. Find somebody to start having those conversations because once you do, you're going to get nervous. You're going to get worried. You're going to start freaking out. Oh, my gosh, look at all this negative and bad things. But then take the next step and listen to what they have to tell you and then do some of it, just a little. And when you start seeing things get better and better in your world, you know you did the right move by getting into cyber and getting it looked at. Don't just push it to the side and sweep it under the rug and think it's just going to go away and it's not going to be you. Because, guys, I was attacked here over the last few weeks on Thanksgiving, and we lost $600 to somebody that was going to bring us firewood. Okay? Firewood. And at the end of the day, they got the 600 bucks. Their website's down the next day. Their phone's been disconnected. But I've already paid them the money. So yes, even and we razzed you pretty good about all this that on too. cybersecurity. I hope Megan, our producer, yes. will throw up the fire the fire log uh, meme that I yeah you need boss. to because I it it took me three groups to go to to get good firewood, buddy. Three groups, and and I thought I'm pretty smart. <laughs> we'll we'll so, save that for the next podcast. Back, it's actually an interesting story, but uh, Robert, I'm going to give you the final word because if I give Tony the final word, this podcast will never end. So Robert, I just want to close by saying <laughs> I am so super excited about uh, introducing not only trucking companies, but anybody in the transportation industry that's related uh, to, you, you might be a pilot car company or a permit service. Um, give ProMiles a try here because as Tony said, we've been in this industry uh, for 30 years. But Robert, I'm excited. Uh, I'll give you closing words here. Thanks, Stephen and Tony. Yep. The only thing I can say right now is if in your cybersecurity journey, make ProMile Cyber a cybersecurity destination. So. Thank you, Robert. All Thank right. you, Cool Cat. 